There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, Tevin Pittman, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, and Andy Bernard. Look at that, we shifted up. Catherine is still in Florida. Doug came and took over Tevin's seat. Right, Tevin has to sit in Alex's my seat. seat. He's now sitting around. in mom's seat. I'm just going to pretend to be mom. It's a good plan. So I'll just say weird crap that makes no sense. Damn it, it makes total <laughs> sense to me. She will do that. <laughs> what? All right, we'll, we'll be right back. Kick things off with family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Walls Automotive Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking. So when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle. It is, And it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Good, I got chills you know, up and down my Tevin, what's spine. it like to hang around with talent like Doug and me? No, honestly, it's very intimidating. I mean, <laughs> you look scared. <laughs> like, I don't know if I belong here. You look terrified, baby. Okay, so Doug and I were talking about something beforehand, and Alex and Tevin, you're going to have to answer for this. Okay. Do you know who the group of people was that pushed Joe Biden over the top to win the presidential election? I'm going to say black people in... 
young white women. See, that's that's what everybody says. What but everybody here's my says. theory. Okay. There's only two explanations, I think, for the vote count. One is you're crazy and you think that the Democrats were smart enough to throw all the elections in key states, but they were too stupid to throw the Senate. Right. Or if you look at what happened, Biden becomes president, but the Democrats didn't get slaughtered, but they lost a lot of ground in Congress and in state legislatures. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. I think what happened was there was a lot of white Republicans that said, too much, we've had enough of this guy. Biden, you're in, but I ain't going to vote for anybody else on the ticket. So you're talking about men, white men. That's what Kristen did. She was like, I voted for Democrat president and then Republican everybody else because she was in California. She's like, I think we need some balance. I'm like, I think that makes sense. Not that that the black vote and and all these different groups, they were all all important, (laughs) but it's the only way that I can understand how the election as a whole would have resulted that yeah. way, right? Oh, for sure. It yeah, was I, so crazy. I think it was a lot of people that were just tired of Donald Trump, and they're like, yep. don't want him, but I'm cool with everybody. Yeah, I, I think there was a portion, about. like in the last election, they didn't really vote for Biden. They voted against Trump. Mm-hmm. Which, I, yeah. I have a question. Why didn't somebody, like if they would have called me, I would have done it. I would have sat down and said, Donald, shut up. Yeah. Right. Seriously, it, stop running your mouth. You're going to lose this election if you don't of shut up. I've said that, and he just doesn't. Well, he's going to. I would make him listen. And, Unless he and, if Doug, and if Doug is right, then that gives me a little bit of hope that people are kind of a, a little bit less attached to. I just vote for this person because it's my party, and hopefully that stops yeah. that so much. Well, Donald Trump Jr. says that there's investigations happening. Yeah, they're going to be doing investigations for the next two months. All the stuff. Like, but like, what do you? You told your people not to vote by mail, and then like got. <laughs> Beat by like the mail-in ballots. Well, like, you know why he's doing like, this because of that whole Russian dossier, that whole impeachment. Right. There was no reason for them to do that, and they did them both and wasted almost two hundred million dollars on that, and nothing came of it. And now nothing's going to come of this. Right. So how much more money are we going to waste? Yeah. These the politics. The one thing that I've learned, I really have learned quite a bit in this whole deal. I did like it when Biden came up and said, we need to, you know, if you voted for Donald Trump, uh, you know, you feel bad right now. And I, you know, feel bad for you, but we have to come together and we have to unite as one nation. Mm -hmm. First thing I saw on CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, well, that means you people are going to have to come farther over toward our side. Well, there's unity for you. Right. You're, you're, it's your unity. Is the only unity we can have. Is that right? Right. These people are insane. They yeah. really are. Yeah. And even yeah. the people that like you see all over the country, like dancing out on the street and all, like oh this, God. it's like hitting pots nothing. and pans together at right. the front door. Like, like, okay. Like, yes. Be excited. Like you you're happy. But like when Barack, it's like nothing is going to change immediately. Like it's not like yeah. that's just the end all be all. When Barack Obama was elected, like nothing changed right away. And it's like it's going to no. take time and there's a chance that nothing will change but you gotta keep moving forward well and they i don't know it just they make it seem like donald trump was like the oh. maryland not maryland it felt like he was a oh dictator this yeah whole like time. a crazy like, where... dictator murderous oh. lunatic yeah. that was our president oh for four God. years that's how they treated him right? yeah no absolutely yeah. they're making it like we got rid of this horrible yeah exactly seriously what years. they're acting like and, and i'm just the like way, maybe just chill out i don't know these are the same people who think bill clinton's a straight ahead clean living great guy oh, oh yeah God. like He's what the are same you person. it's the same, same person guy. Same the guy. same exact person 
Yeah. Clinton Bill. gives better speeches, though. I was going to say, that Clinton's guy, a really good public sell. speaker. I'll tell yeah. you one thing about that voice girl. I never had sexual When he said that woman, that's where he lost me for the rest of time. Yeah. That you don't even have the respect right. to say who her was name. That, who was that again? Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> yeah. disgusting man he oh is. Uh, you're right. They're the same exact person. Yeah. Called grabbing everybody by the ass and doing whatever else they do. It's like, would you settle down with all that? It's, oh, it's 2020. So I watched Bombshell on the plane on the oh, way did you? home. How was that? It was good. I, I heard what's it. her name I mean, was Charlize Theron. She was really good at it. I, I literally had no idea it was even her. Yeah, that's what I heard. I really? looked up really who good. was in it, and I was like, oh, my God, that's who it is. What? It was crazy. So She looked nothing like herself. What I'm going to ask people to do is stop watching the national news because all they do is stir up trouble to make money. That's yeah. all social, they do. Social media, too. I deleted Instagram for a little while. I'm like, I I'm can't. Done. Everybody's getting a little crazy. You know, could you alleviate my... People still think I'm on Facebook. Is there any way I could just just get yeah, rid can, of it? You can delete your Facebook. You can delete account. it, yeah. Okay, would you do that for me? Do you even remember your password? Yeah. Bill Burditzman. <laughs> yeah, that's big, a problem. Big Butt Daddy 66. Yeah, that's Big Butt Daddy 66. Six. Well, oh. we might what? be able to. We could reset your password and then just go in and then just, yeah, I just want to nuke the it. account. I want Because I'm never going back on Facebook or Twitter as long as I live. Those yeah. people are disgusting. I agree. Blocking some people and not others. That's not oh, your job. Yeah. yeah, creating your own little safe space right. where everybody only thinks like, like you, you is doing? not oh, a yeah. good idea. Yeah, I, I'm disgusted with that. Oh, you you brought up Big Butt Daddy? Did yeah. you hear about what Catherine did to me? No. Oh. Uh, do we want uh, to hear about this? Is this safer? Is the kids watching? Children no, really. So before she leaves last week, she goes, well, I have your, your birthday present, so you may as well open it tonight before I leave. I said, that'd be great. Because I, <laughs> I asked her if she would get me some sweatpants, right? I need some winter sweatpants, like heavier. Because I got, you know, these, but they're light. They're they, summer mm, weight. No, are they padded in the butt? No, they're just kind of thick. They have like they're a slap like, that opens like yeah, they got a flap to poop. Yeah, exactly. No, they're just heavier. I open them up and I take them out. I'm uh, like, honey, what the hell is this? She goes, well, I got you sweatpants. I said, honey, these are double XL sweatpants. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, you wear a double XL shirt, and I said, yeah, well, that's because I have such a big, thick chest. I mean, my chest is very. Right. Oh, I just assumed that you'd wear a double mm. XL. I literally could have fit two of me in those goddamn things. Double X stretchy too, so it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. and if the roles were reversed and like you'd be sleeping, you'd be have to find a new place to live. (laughs) I would, you're absolutely, Catherine. I got you size quadruple X. (laughs) (laughs) What the? Yeah, it's like just because I wear a double X shirt doesn't mean I wear double X pants. Speaking of uh, double, triple, quadruple. I'm sorry. Speaking of uh, double, triple, quadruple X. So I was texting mom. I told her how to identify an IP address. It's mm-hmm. three groups of three numbers. Mm-hmm. So I said it should look like xxx.xxx.xxx. <coughs> what I didn't know is that xxx.xxx is a real site. Oh. A promo. Pro- a porno. Yeah. Porno yes. no. Amazing. I very quickly said, please don't click that. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I have, apparently that's a the top level domain now, dot oh, XXX. Wow. So. That's, that's like when I was in high school. I had a friend that was looking to buy football cleats, and he was going to order them online from Dick's Sporting Goods. And so he just oh. typed in dicks.com. <laughs> oh. And that is not the website that you want to go to. Well, that's to, like that. Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, that's like that Minnesota company. It used to be called Hot Mama, and now it's called. 
Ever Eve. It's like a women's clothing store, but it used to be called Hot Mama, but their website was shopmama.com because oh, hotmama.com is a porn website. So they changed their name completely. I remember when I was 12, the uh, trick everyone was passing around was whitehouse.com. It's not whitehouse.gov. It's whitehouse.com. Oh, and totally yes, deal. it was a porn site. Oh, my God. Awesome. The other one, too. The one that, the one that <laughs> this one does piss me off, though. I don't like this one at all. Porn site, D-I-Z-N-E-Y. No. Don't do that. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's crossing a line. Yeah, that's that's crossing a yeah, line. There's really kids now that are going to have a lot of smurf, smurf sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's not pronounced Disney, it's pronounced Disney. Yeah. So therefore, no, a lot of people think it's a Z. A lot of kids would. Like, don't put Disney porn site, that's really? That's they don't they can't leave anything alone. No, no. Guess not. What was the one that you said at first? Uh, dicks.com. Dicks. Yeah, looking for Dicks <laughs> yeah. sporting goods. Yeah. <laughs> just dicks.com. Like, yeah. Even if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, would you ever think to just like go to dicks.com? It's like, a, no, that's, that's what I'm looking <laughs> for. So I go to the dot com. Yeah. Well, Doug goes to Schwanstucker.com. Schwanstucker.com. It's a German porno site. It's just screaming at each other. They yell at each other the whole time. The least Look sexy. At me. Yeah, the least sexy. Look at my crotch. Okay. Oh, if you honestly, you are guy, huge. That is one thing about going to Germany. When we went to Germany a couple about a year and a half ago, in the restaurant, something going. What would you like? It's like gee, I'm standing Shout right there. Right. Yeah, there's two types of German speech. They're either yelling or they sound like they're on. They're like they're a three year old on an amusement ride. Well, that's uh, when. Dan and I went to Germany for our honeymoon, and his brother Mike was like, yeah. "Oh, you're going to go to Germany? Where yeah. everyone sounds That's like that." The other one, and I was yeah. like, "They're not in Shrek. They're right. not the pigs in Shrek. <laughs> like- Calm down. German people don't sound like that." And we take the train from Sweden to Germany, and the guy opens the door in the morning because we asked for like a wake-up call or whatever, and he opens the door and he's like, "If you need anything, please just push these buttons." Beep beep beep. I'm like, "Sweet." <laughs> Mike was right. We'll be right back. Special guest up next with the family. Tom Bernard with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. Michael, can you tell me, what do you like most about your job? Well, I know we only have a minute, so the short version is how we build relationships with our customers, being able to drive around town and see all the businesses we've been able to help, and how that translates to jobs for their employees and the impact that makes on families in our area. It's truly rewarding. I also love to see the families that started banking with us 22 years ago when their children were young. Now those kids are adults. They're banking with us too. Lastly, I'd say seeing our customers' reactions when we're able to do something unexpected for them, like deliver cash directly to them when they need it, but physically can't come to the bank. I love what I do. Did you bring some of that cash here today? Huh? (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. The other one. <laughs> Doug rocking out with the missus right here. Is our guest ready to go? Yep. Christian, how are you? Great, how are you? Marvelous. Did you pronounce it the Italian way, Giudice? Uh, Giudice. Judice. Okay. You know, that's oh. one thing about your last name is everybody I've ever talked to with your last name pronounces it differently. Yeah. Which yeah, I think... It's, it's, it's very rare. I don't see too many people, but I'm not related to the um, Teresa Judice on the... Um, oh, yeah. The, 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 the so it's Judice is how you pronounce it? Yes. Christian Judice. Then I 
booted still. Christian Judice is with us, ladies and gentlemen. The book available on Amazon, Macho Time, The Meteoric Rise and Tragic Fall of Hector Camacho. I loved Macho Camacho. I loved him, Christian. He was, he was a guy who uh, it was really hard not to love. Um, even, even when he was playing the heel, he was a yeah. guy who was so exuberant and gregarious. Um, even, even when he was uh, a little bit irritating, he was just fun to be around. And uh, I wish I had the chance to. I'm, I'm a little bit too young to have had the chance to kind of be uh, covering him when, when he was a fighter. But, uh, gosh, I saw him when he was younger, and I saw him when he was older, and I saw that the way he evolved, and it was, it was a pretty special uh, moment to get the chance to write the book. I think it's just one. Well, I was very lucky, Christian, because I was born uh, in the 1950s, so by the time I became a teenager, I witnessed the greatest boxers of all time. You know, Rocky Marciano obviously was part of that before my time. Joe Lewis was a phenomenal fighter. No, there were many, many of them. You know, Max Bear's dad was a great fighter. People don't realize it, but Jethro from the Beverly Hillbillies' father was one hell of a fighter. But you know, I had I had smoked fought Jack Joe. Dempsey, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. I, I believe think they so. did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but you had uh, you know you had Joe Frazier, you had Muhammad Ali, you had uh, Hector Macho Camacho. You had you know uh, I mean you go down the list. So many great fighters. Was that one of the that whole time period had been one of the hottest times ever for boxing, wasn't it? Well, he, you know, he, he came up at, at a pretty amazing time, right in that, you know, right after Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh, you, had, right. you had Hagler, you had Leonard, you had Hearns, you had Duran, and you had Camacho, and then right after that was uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. But you know what? Camacho, he, was, he came at the perfect ideal time because they were looking for someone to, book, to, uh, to fill Sugar Ray Leonard's shoes. Right. And, uh, so that was, uh, you know, I think when you look at Camacho and you look at the, you know, him coming in 1980s, he really was. And he told he told people, he said, I'm, I'm the kid of the 80s. And when he put on those shades and he put on his macho chain and he put on the, the leather pants and the leather shirt, I mean, he really <laughs> epitomized everything that the 80s defined. It was a great time to watch boxing. There's no doubt about it. It was a wonderful time. And by the way, you have to say the the whole legal name of of Hagler. His uh, many people don't realize he, he that's his legal name now in life. Did you marvelous? Know marvelous, marvelous, marvelous Marvin is his real first name. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> How about Tom Terrific Bernard? Can I go yeah. with that? Tommy go, T. Tommy T. Tom Terrific. I like it. You could be Christian yeah, brother Judicho. Anyway, go ahead, sir. No, I just think it was, uh, you know, ma- macho. Um, I, I kind of got lucky with that. When, when, when you hear the, the macho, it just rings, you know, pe- people remember Camacho. So, yes. I mean, the, the previous books that didn't have that same ring. I mean, even if you didn't really watch boxing, you knew, oh, macho, wait a second. Is that, is that, is that macho Camacho? And uh, so I, I got really lucky with that. You know, Christian, i got to ask you a question. I've been... If you're a boxing fan, which I was because, again, more than anything, because of the time I was born and all these magnificent fighters were coming up and it was just fantastic. I mean, Cassius Clay appeared in a movie, Requiem for a a Heavyweight, before he was ever world-renowned. Cassius Clay fought in it. It's a movie called uh, Requiem for a Heavyweight, starring Jackie Gleason. And he's in it as a very, very young man. But I got to watch the greatest fighters of all time and one thing I really like about a Christian is you can follow the the line of 
boxers in America, and every time a different group would take over, it would be, you know, for a while it was the Germans, and then they got some Jewish immigrants came in, and they all became fighters, and you'd have Irish fighters, and then you'd have Italian fighters. It was pretty amazing how poor people... Recent immigrants, the most recent immigrants, would come up as the next group of, of great boxers. It's a bunch of young, poor kids who came up in very tough neighborhoods and learned how to box. It's an amazing story. And, and Camacho was um, was certainly heralded as one of the uh, the young young fighters coming out of Spanish Harlem, where you know, I mean, just in the streets, you had to fight, even if you weren't someone who who uh, kind of was drawn to that particular lifestyle. You had to fight to, to uh, survive in Spanish Harlem. And, and for, you know, coming over to uh, New York in when he was four years old and escaping um, an abusive uh, relationship that his, his father was an abusive father, when he came over, he kind of realized he gravitated to karate and then boxing. And he realized um, that that because of his, his skill level, he was going to be able to be successful in boxing. And there were so many young fighters, um, especially Puerto Rican fighters at that time, I mean, there, there was about five or six professionals who he could draw from as far as to, to follow their careers. So I think he, it was, he, was, he was also very fortunate at that particular time. But, you know, Camacho, he, he, he didn't really care. He was just saying, I'm going to be better than, than anyone before me. He, he wasn't about so much respecting them as much as eclipsing them. So I think that was, that was another thing about how brash he really was. You know, Christian, that weight, those weight classes down, you know, in that area. Uh, well, you've also written about uh, Roberto Duran, a great fighter. You already mentioned Marvin Hagler. You mentioned uh, all of these guys, Hector Camacho. There were so many great fighters in that and the other weight classes right around that weight class. Amazing time for that era of boxing. Yeah, and, and Camacho, I think um, when, when he won the title in 1983, there were the expectations, you know, surprisingly, you can imagine this, the pressure on him to move past those guys. I mean, there, there was a yeah. text from the old, old-timers watching him saying, wow, he's doing something to the ring where if he can continue to maintain this, this brilliance, um, you know, the sky's the limit for him. And, um, but by the end of the 80s, it was a little bit um, that those perceptions, that expectation that potential had shifted um, a little bit for Hector. I could see that. And then how old was he? Um, God, he was only 50 when he died. Is that right? Yeah. God, I didn't realize, yeah, he was only fit. 50 years old and Puerto Rico got shot to death. Uh, they- it, it, I mean, it, it's, a really, it's a really sad story because he, uh, he had, the, the, you know, a lot of people wanted to see him kind of turn into the man he could he could become there was so much potential for him to be for him to be a great to move away from boxing and to be you know to be a great man continue to be uh, a good father but um he, he couldn't escape that lifestyle no matter how hard he tried no and i think th- i'm glad you brought that up because it's exactly kind of what i was implying at the beginning young very poor kids with not much of a future uh, they just can't because that is what brought them to greatness. They have a really hard time shaking that image in their head. I have to be Macho Camacho. That's who I have to be. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and it's um, you know he grew up you know and part of that was a little bit of uh, I, yeah I have to be Camacho uh, to be to to be the tough kid um, 
in in Spanish Harlem. But then, you know, when I it, it's actually what he realizes, it's harder to be the regular Hector, you know, a, away from the ring or away from the streets. You know, he can put up that front, but deep down, you know, a lot of people didn't know this, but Hector Camacho, you know, and he, he would say this a lot in interviews. Um, he was a guy, uh, you know, he promoted the fight. He, he knew exactly what to do to promote a fight, whether he could be, whether he had to be lovable, had to go to the extreme, all right? Like I said earlier, be a heel. He knew exactly what he had to do. But when he also knew how to separate that once the fight was done, mm-hmm. he was no longer that guy. And I, I think those two worlds, trying to, um, trying to find a way to merge those two worlds and find a balance was really, really hard for him. And then also the fact that he, he just, he, nobody could help him. Even if you tried to help him, nobody could help him get away from the drugs and the vices. So all these things working together, um, they, they, it was a toxic mix. You know what's so funny about that, Christian, is whenever I do go do talks in a neighborhood or whatever situation, some local churches ask me to come and talk or whatever, I do talk to the young people because I grew up in a very tough neighborhood myself, very, very poor. And... Uh, I talk to them a lot about making a promise to yourself that you'll do this, 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 and this. Don't do this, 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 and this, because you'll never get out of this neighborhood. If you if you keep up the behavior, you're never going to get out of here. And I'm not condemning the neighborhood, but if you want to someday be president of the United States, you can't live here when you're an adult. You know, you have to make promises to yourself, and you have to follow through. Because you're going to have that thing in your head where I'm, I'm this macho guy, I'm a very tough guy, I was a tough guy in a neighborhood. But you also have to have a plan on how you're going to develop your life so someday when you're not macho anymore, you'll be fine. Yeah, and I think with, with Hector, um, he, had, he had a couple really good mentors growing up, one being um, a fellow teacher, a, a teacher, Patrick Flannery, who kind of took him aside and said, look, I'm going to teach you how to read. I'm going to, I'm going to um, write some, some good literature. You know, I, I want you. And, and, and he liked that. I think Hector liked that. But at the same time, you know, as um, as Flannery was trying to show him how to live his life and and some of the things that he will benefit by as he gets older, I think I think he took those things and and kind of knew the importance of them. But at the same time, he was so rambunctious, so kind of playful, kind of uh, a guy who never ever boundless energy never could settle down um he 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 wasn't able to fulfill a lot of those things that that patrick flannery wanted to instill in him early in his uh early in his life christian you're a good man the book is called macho time the meteoric rise and tragic fall of hector camacho christian thank you so much for your time today it's available on amazon and everywhere correct yes amazon and um or hamilcarpub.com but most most mostly everyone can get it on amazon Sounds good. Thank you, Christian. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye. Christian's last name is spelled G-I-U-D-I-C-E. G-I-U-D-I-C-E. Christian, it's not Judice. It was just... <laughs> Judy Judge. <laughs> Buddha Judge. Yes, it's Buddha Judge. That's exactly what it well, is. Well, on the Teresa Judice on the Housewives show that she was on, everybody called her Teresa Judice. Judice, yeah, they called her Judice. Her name yeah. was like, Yeah, your name is not Judice, sorry. Oh, pretty. I think that's called a dreidel. <laughs> I'm only going to bring this, well, we got to take a break here, but we'll worry about it. i got to tell you a story about something that was said on the morning show. I'm like, what word, What country do I live in? You said word to word? We'll be right back. Word to word. 
Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. You know, I got to tell you, when I was a little boy over in North Minneapolis, there was uh, Unity House, there was Phyllis Wheatley, all these clubs of mm-hmm. young guys would go. And I learned very quickly that I wouldn't be a good boxer because the hand speed on some of those kids. Yeah, I was going to say you weren't fast enough. Oh, Holy yeah. Hannah. Oh, yeah. Like, when I was in college, I had a friend who was on, like, the boxing team. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, you should come, like, get a workout in, whatever. And I was like, oh, like. You're probably like okay, but nothing special. And so you like the little speed bag, and like some of the most impressive stuff I've ever. Seen. I was like, if you're this good, like I can't even imagine a professional. I know. I well, no, exactly. I used to take a bag boxing class at the gym, and I like have never taken a class that's I'm, like I need to leave because I might barf. <laughs> like it's so intense. Yeah. Bag boxing is so crazy. Yeah, I'd be like, I need to go. What is bag boxing? Like with the heavy the, bag. Heavy bag. Oh, the heavy bag. Oh, yeah. okay. I it's see. so hard. It is, yeah. I can. I'm like, I'll run ten miles, or you, you can know, get hurt whatever. That too. People but, don't realize. Oh you yeah, if you don't use the right form. And what I ended yep. up with, yeah, like scabs on my elbows well, and yeah. stuff like that, and yeah, it was intense. It's all true. So I got to tell you this morning, and it, it went out over the air. So I'm not, you know, busting anybody's nuts here. But we're talking about this Great. and the other thing about things that <laughs> so about things you shouldn't <laughs> say. Like somebody said something that's. God, what was it? I can't remember the news story, but somebody called somebody a name they shouldn't have called them. Mm-hmm. It was just out of line. And, you know, Ray Eric is filling in for Candace. He goes, well, yeah, I mean, I can understand. Like, Tony, you must, like, if somebody called you a Jew boy, you'd hate that, wouldn't you? Oh, oh my God. God. Jesus. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, Woody. Yes, yes, he would. Yeah, yeah. What, did Tony, what, did what did Tony concern? say? Uh, Tony was like, uh, 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 <laughs> he got him flat footed, didn't he? Yeah, I just had to bust in there and go, no, I'm sure he'd never be offended by that. Jeez. Mom said that right. she used to call him that when they worked together. Yeah, well. <laughs> she was like, because we. They had a thing going of they would try to find the most offensive things to call to say each to one other. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she would always call him Jew boy. <laughs> well, he wasn't exactly <laughs> kind to her either, all yeah, right? exactly. Those two. They, oh, by the way, they do think the world of each other. They yes, don't dislike they do. one another. No. I like to point that out. It's not in it's anger. It's all, all right. in fun. Well, it's all in fun, those racial slurs. Those racial slurs. Exactly. That's, that's, yeah. I can't believe you said that. That just kills me. I know. It's like I heard it and went, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, then he go, then he says to me. I said, "Well, that's real nice." He goes, 
well, you could just call me Indian. I'm like, no, I'm not, not going to do that. I always, I always love when people offer up like, well, you can call me this. <laughs> the fact that you're saying that I have permission to call you, that means it doesn't have the same thing. Yeah, that's what I want to do is on the net, on a, uh, you know, well, worldwide show now, because every show is worldwide now, they start calling people Indian on right. the air. Yeah, great idea. That's a great move. What were you saying? I was going to say it was one of my favorite Lou Diamond Phillips lines in, Love Lou Diamond er, Phillips. in Longmire where this, he's getting hassled by some rednecks, and, he, and then one of them calls him Kimosabi, and he go, no, I would be Tonto. You would be Kimosabi. <laughs> it was a phenomenal scene. No, no, no. <laughs> I would be Tonto. You would be Kimazaki. <laughs> hey, man, that show when I was a little kid. Oh, I watched it religiously. Jay Silverheels, baby. Jay Silverheels played uh, Tonto. Yeah, I watched that in Superman back to back. You know about F Troop, right? Why that tribe is named the. Oh, yeah. Name? It's an old joke. It's an old joke. You know, you know about that? Nope. F Troop was this very funny show back in the day about these Union soldiers that come upon. Uh, Native American settlement, and they try to. I don't even know why. Why are they there? Did they I ever don't say? Remember, there's. I don't remember the the premise behind it, but most of the Indians are played by Jewish people, by which Jews. is the first they joke. Yeah. They're played by Jews on the show. Like okay, but they ask the name of the tribe. And they say, "We are called Hakawi, right? The Hakawi mm-hmm. Indians." So the whole time they're on Hakawi. The old joke was, "What's the name of your tribe? The Fagawis. Why do you call that?" Because when you come over the top of the hill, you go, where the fuck are we? <laughs> <laughs> so it turned into huck are we? Where the heck are we? <laughs> Amazing. I, they would not funny, actually. remake that show today, I wouldn't think. Probably no. not anymore. No, there's good, a lot though. of stuff that back in the day... Deb wouldn't uh, wouldn't see the light of day today. Amos and Andy. Like, uh, like well, that's even like seeing Dave Chappelle do Did you see him on SNL? This weekend, I heard it was very funny. It was hilarious, I and heard. I could feel people's like heads exploding yeah. from being <laughs> really? offended. Yeah. Well, he oh, comes, he great. gets to smoke. How cool is it? Dave smoke. Chappelle is the only person left on smoke. the planet yeah. that can That's smoke true. on live TV. And, and I remember like watching <laughs> it. the Dave Chappelle rule, and then all the other Everyone seven else. billion people. <laughs> I remember watching it and like halfway through realizing like, oh, this isn't a Netflix special. Like this is on NBC where anybody can right. watch it. I was like. This is rid- like the stuff he's able to get away with is well, amazing. He dropped the N bomb about five the, uh, the times. The big F bomb a couple times. He did. Wow. Yeah, like, he took a shot at Lauren Michaels it, too. Yeah. Goes, hey, this is a comedy show, right? Like, he, like and you could hear people kind of groaning, and then he'd be <laughs> like, like what, "What? did I offend you guys?" And then you just keep on going. I was like, well, "He's the only one that can get away with." Well, it. Well, they would bleep awesome. it off the network anyway. Yeah, and like I watched it like on like demand, so like nothing was bleeped out. Oh, and you so, watched it on yeah. demand. I was like, geez, he'd get his way. He is funny. Oh, hilarious. I mean, you can't take any. Nothing will ever top the blind white supremacist. That, that oh, bit no. can never be topped. And like the Chappelle show is now on Netflix. I've been yes, re watching it all. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Amazing. Do you watch all the you know, the little 11 year olds with their crotches hanging out too on Netflix? Uh, no, I did you're, not watch that. Yeah. <laughs> but did you talk about like, the cuties buddies. or whatever? Yeah. Cuties. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, right in your yeah, wheel. Yeah, three times. Right in your <laughs> wheelhouse watching cuties. DVR'd it. Downloaded it to my phone. God, unbelievable. Watch. It. I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you one thing though, because Catherine is gone, I've been looking for a lot of movies to watch. Mm-hmm. God, show. movies suck now. Yes, they are so bad. You should watch yeah. Bombshell. Oh, should I, I watch Bombshell? Bombshell? I thought it was really like because I didn't really know that much about it. I started a couple of movies like this is it. This is all you got. I haven't watched uh, what's the one that we got for Halloween that oh, we yeah, haven't the, watched the, one the Crow the one. Crow, yeah. 
Yeah, what happened once? The that crow? One? I saved it no, for you. No, it's not called the crow. Oh. No. It's called, that was uh, the Bruce Lee's get out or, or Jet Lee's kid yeah, or someone. Oh, is that right? Who was that? No, he's thinking about the crow, not. Oh, the, no, that's not the crow that got yeah. killed. Brandon, Brandon Lee. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Lee got killed Who in the crow. Was, yeah. Whose son? Was he Bruce Lee's son? Bruce Lee, yeah. yeah. Bruce Lee's son. And Jet Lee was Bruce Lee's dad? No. Jet Lee's not related, not related to either one of them. No. No. Oh, racist. But Jet Lee. No, see, yeah, you racist, Andy. <laughs> it's just because they're Asian and named Lee doesn't mean they're... Yeah. Well, how about oh. Tony Lee? Is that his and brother? Martial yeah. artist. <laughs> if Tony a... Lee was a martial artist, I think they might be related. Maybe. So. Possibly. You know that he's still, Tony Lee, and I just love this about him, he still gets invited to every Korean mm. event in Minnesota. Mm. Oh, does he really? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's L-E-E, they think mm-hmm. he's Korean. <laughs> Should change his last name to Park. Yeah, yeah, Lee Park. That'd be good. Tony Lee Park. Yeah, they go over here. A bunch of the listeners said you should watch the world. Well, we were talking about Indian, world's fastest Indian. That's a good movie. It's cute. What is that? It's a 20 year old movie. I can't remember who stars in it. Um, It's about this, and it's based on a true story. It's about this old Australian guy who builds these custom Indian motorcycles to break the oh, speed yeah, record right, at Bonneville right. South. <clears throat> yep, yep. Who was the main character? Let's or see. Main, the actor in it. I just I can Marlon see him in Brando. front of me. No, it's not quite that good, but close. Val uh, Kilmer. Anthony Hopkins. There you go. Oh, I love Sir Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins Sir to you. Anthony I love Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. It's a, it's, a, it's a cute movie. There's it's 15 years old. No swearing or sex in it, so it might be a little dull, but... <laughs> what are you looking at me for? Well, Catherine's out of town. Yeah, you were talking about well, porno sites earlier. Yeah, that's true. We kind of made a connection well, for Where you. the heck are we now? That's what I'd <laughs> like to know. No doubt about it. No, there's there's one that Alex and I are going to watch eventually. What is the name of it? Like, I can't think of Get it's Out the or same She Got no, It or what is it? She Got It. She's Something. She got it. Yeah, baby, she's got it. <laughs> yeah, baby, that's she's it's got it. Stella got her groove back, Dad. Yes, that's what it is. No, it's the same person that did Final Destination. Yes, it is. We just had, matter of fact, he was on the podcast like two weeks ago. What was his name? Jeremy... Piven. Jeremy Piven, yeah, one of my favorite people in the world. We watched uh, God, what a prick. Zodiac the other night. That was good. Zodiac was? It's about the Zodiac killer. Yeah, yeah. right. It's, it, was, it was a compelling show. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, I think, is one of the stars in it. I it really, good. he's a great actor. Yeah. Jeffrey Reddick. Jeffrey Reddick, yeah, that's exactly right. What's the name of the movie? Uh, it's on there. The Call? No. Human Race? No, it's good the Samaritan. new It's his new one. The Unearthly? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the call because that just came out. It is that. Well, the call just came out too. That's true. Well, I mean, you're never talking mind. About horror movies that just came out by uh, Jeffrey Reddick. That's I it think is. so. That's it. Before that, the most recent film he has was from 2016. So, and that was Final Destination. That was Final Real. Whatever that is. Final reel. How many final destinations are there? Five. Like, Too many. There are five of them, yeah. We've got to take a break and come back. we got a second hour. Doug Sprinthal's here because we cut that brilliant commercial. It's awesome. thought it was phenomenal. They just said, stop running it. We're overwhelmed with business. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run it again. Once was enough. Too many Excel can't handle numbers this high. <laughs> we will be back in five minutes with the family.